Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker-Diaz. And I'm David Osmond. And I'm Alora Murray. As always, thank you so much for listening. Yes, absolutely. Okay, today we are talking couples therapy with um, therapist Cindy Chia. This is a really good one if you're thinking, you know, do I need couples therapy? Do I not? When do I know it's time? Um, she really breaks down a lot of the stigmas mm-hmm. and answers a lot of the questions you may have in your head. This would be interesting to listen to because I, I've never done couples therapy necessarily. Not like an official go to a therapist, sit down and have that discussion. I feel like sometimes in discussions talking about challenges, it, it's very vital. It's important. It sounds like you've had this I mean, experience, I, right? I have seen a therapist for years. I think um, the stigma around it, I'm very open about breaking down that stigma when it comes to therapy. Um, but before my husband and I even got married, um, we uh, both um, are divorced Um and we decided before we even got married, we were going to do um, premarital counseling to just go in and get started on the right foot. Um, so we went in and just talked about, uh, met with a therapist, uh, talked about our communication styles, maybe um, some things that, you know, uh, we were hurt, hurt us in the past in our last um, marriages, different things. So we could just get started on the right foot. And it's really interesting, too. Um, one of my best friends took a class in college. Um, it was a psychology course. And whether you believe this or not, this is what her teacher told her. He said that you should always ask someone if they are willing, like if you're starting a relationship, you should always ask them if you, if you're going to get married, if they are willing to go to premarital therapy, Mm. because if they say no, then, then when things get bad or if things do get bad, I should say they We'll say you know, no. They're willing to work. Mm-hmm. Do you ask this on the first date? <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think he <laughs> agreed that. Just get it out of the way. So, so hey, we before get we married, have our salad, I got a question for you. I got a question. Before we talk about our favorite colors and things like that. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, it's really interesting, the idea of going in when things are really good, just so you can be like, okay, well, you communicate this way. I communicate this way. This is my love language. This is what fills up my cup. Um, this, just so you can get on the, you know, right footing. Yeah. So in my mind, I, I don't know if this is the analytical side of just the way that I think, but if I have car problems and I, I get a, a suggestion for maybe a mechanic to go help me with my car problems, to fix that car, how do you know you're going to the right therapist? How do you know they're the right person mm. to be able to help you assess or just even be the, the sounding board, the listening ear? Where do you go to get that? Did, did, did you guys talk about this? In we your? did. That's funny you mentioned that. Awesome. We talk about how do you know you, that you are in the right situation and have the right therapist? What if one person is happy and the other person isn't? Um, she specializes in trauma. So Cindy's a pro. She has uh, she started Aspire Psychological. And so she has her own company. And um, I, I, I really feel like we answer every single question you may want to know about couples therapy, whether you need it, whether you don't, whether, you know, what her opinion is, if everyone needs it. Um, and how will you know if you have the right therapist? That's a big one. That, that's going to be good to listen to. Yeah. Cool. Well, should we dive in? Yeah. Let's do, do it. it.
I am so excited to talk to our guest today, Cindy Chia, founder and psychotherapist of Aspire Psychological. Cindy, it's great to see you. Thank you. Nice to be here, Carrie. We are so happy to have you. We've had you on the show before and we were like, you know what? We need this girl back to be on our podcast and talk a little bit more. So today we're talking about couples therapy. What exactly is couples therapy? Yeah, couples therapy is when two people come together to um, process something, so some concerns in your relationship in the therapy. Um, I don't want to say it's a men and women because we accept you know, LGBTQ as well for Aspire Psychological. Um, yeah, so just two people come together and want to process their concerns. Two couples. Yeah. Hey, great. I love it. Okay, what do you think some couples, maybe even most, avoid in couples therapy? <laughs> I think people wait way too late to come to couples therapy. Um, I think a lot of avoidance, um, a lot of people kind of want to, you know, sweep things under the rug to mm-hmm. kind of, uh, pretend that the, the problem doesn't exist until they get into another blow up and then they kind of, you know, regret that they didn't address it earlier. And then the cycle just continues. So, um, I think that's a lot of, a problem with couples these days that they don't they don't want to address the problem right away and they wait too long sure sure I can see that um and some people think couples therapy is taboo Mm -hmm. you know some people are like oh that means you know we're we're at the end of our relationship and we're having to get help what do you think of this idea surrounding couples therapy yeah um The taboo is difficult, and I don't really know what the taboo is because I think the narrative around couples therapy is that only you go to therapy only when you have problems, right? Mm. Um, But as a psychotherapist, we encourage people to go to therapy even before any blow ups or before it's too late. Um, We want to address it and you know nip the the problem in the butt before it go it goes into like resentment or anger or like deeper issue. Um, I think a lot of the taboo surrounds men though, um, Mm. which I'm kind of uh, wondering why. Um, I think pride has to do with it. And I think avoidance has to do with it too, to where, you know, we just don't want to address hard things. It's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. It's hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't want to go talk about this. I'm avoiding it anyway. So to think of it, to be open to, you know, with another person or a stranger might be, might be hard for people. Yeah. How can couples therapy help a couple in your opinion and what kinds of skills can we learn? Yeah. So I see a lot of couples throughout my years in training and in my work. Um, I think Couples therapy can be so beneficial for people who come in honestly and uh, in an honest manner and want to be vulnerable and want to be open um, with their concern and with what they're experiencing. Um, they can learn so much. I think the biggest problem that we see or we get usually in couples therapy is always communication. And while, yes, I think communication is very important and a lot of people do not know how to communicate, I think there is so much more underlying issue that we we have to address as well. And couples therapy do do that. Like a good therapist will be able to bring that out for you and with you and process that together. Uh, So I would say communication skills important and they learn that in couples therapy. And also you, it, sometimes I don't know if you've gone into, you know, big fights with your partner or whoever, but. Oh, yes. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, I don't know. I want to say majority of us. You probably, right? Right. And I don't know if you notice if it's a cycle. Sometimes it's a cycle of the same thing. It's always the same things that we're fighting about the same thing. So couples therapy, a good couples therapies will be able to 
break that down for you and process that and get to the root of the problem instead of, oh, this is how you communicate. But yes, that is important, but we want to get to the root of the problem. And I think therapy can get that for you. Oh, that's so good. The root, get to that root. That's, yes. that's, that's really what it's about. Um, if a couple is going through a hard time, mm-hmm. Cindy, how do you know when it's time to go to couples therapy? That's what people are probably wondering. Like, okay, you know, is this just like a rough patch? Yeah. Or is it time for us to really invest in ourselves. Yeah. So I would say, like I said, do not wait until something happened like that. Right. But if something does happen and when's a good indicator to know when to go to therapy is when you feel like you are in a cycle that it's difficult to break, like you're always fighting about the same things or you just don't feel heard or listened to. Um, or you feel like your needs are not being met. Um, so those are some indicators where we, you know, couples therapy can be very beneficial. Don't wait, don't mm. wait, please don't wait until the end because I, I see so many couples and a lot of them wait until the end where it's kind of like a checkoff, like, oh, I did couples therapy and that's like the last resort. And we don't want that. We don't want that to be the last resort. We want that to be the first resort where we can process that together. Um, so yes, I would say any indicator, even if things are going well, um, you kind of want to know how to like communicate better too with the you've, you've a partner, but also more importantly, um, how to be, how to grow together. Cause I think in relationship people get divorces or get separated because a lot of people outgrow the other person. Um, so I think growth can be important too, to address in couples therapy. And you don't want to wait until, you know, one person's already way far ahead or way behind you to address that. That's such a good point. You grow during your life, you become a different person, you Mm -hmm. know? And so it's, and I think also there's something to be said about life throws you really hard stuff. Right. And so as you grow with this person, Mm -hmm. Some, I mean, you may handle it differently than the other. So it's important to know that you grow and you change and that you can grow together. Right. And we're not the same person, what, 10 years ago, right? I mean, when you think about it, 10 years ago, we we were, what, 20, 30s. And that's, it's not, we're not, our coping skills change. Our values change. Our beliefs change too. So it's important to address that uh, head on. Oh, that's a really good point. Okay. So Therapy isn't just for couples going through a hard time. How can happy couples benefit from it? What do you see um, coming out of it? How can we benefit? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just going to give you an example. So my partner and I went to couples therapy a couple of years ago. Um, we were in a good place, but kind of going through some rough patches of different values and different beliefs. Um how couples therapy um, benefit me and my partner at that time was really breaking it down to understand the other person better. When you're talking about core beliefs, and, and as parents, sometimes it's difficult to parent differently or um, or even have different core values like religion, politics, and things like that. Things like that change too sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in therapy, we were able to address all of that. And, 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 not, and, and when I say addressed... Uh, I don't mean agree. Like we can also disagree and respect each other um, by disagreeing um, respectfully, I guess is what Trent should say. Mm-hmm. Um, so couples therapy is, was able to do that for us. But in my work uh, with couples therapy, um, I think communication is a big one. We were, we're not taught how to communicate effectively and how to communicate kindly even. Um, I think a lot of people... either communicate very passively or very aggressively. So 
therapy can help you communicate your needs better and very assertively. So those are some skills that we can learn. Um, another thing is also how to disagree, you know, kindly, like I said, also. Um, and also how to parent your kids if you do have kids. How to parent your kids on, on the same page because... I mean, we all are different. So. That's a whole different. Yeah. I mean, I we have a six-year-old and, you know, my husband was raised different. I was raised yep. different. And so it's like you're coming together to try to raise a child. Uh-huh. And it's hard. <laughs> yeah. It can be hard. What's okay for you is probably not okay for him and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? So I th- that is important to address too in couples therapy. Sure. Being a parent. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, what's something couples should expect when entering couples therapy? What, what's your advice on that? Yeah. Um, vulnerability. Mm. that's a big one I think a lot of couples come in thinking that they can just gloss over their concerns like oh you know here it is and I'm not gonna be vulnerable honest uh we do need uh, both couples to be vulnerable and honest um and don't lie I, I mean I know I know we want to portray a certain way to other you know to, to people but it's easier to come clean and to be honest with everything in therapy so that we can address it that's why you're there right yes we're there to mediate that right Mm -hmm. and we don't want to gloss things over we just don't want to have that cycle again so if you are not honest with each other with the therapist it's difficult to to get to the bottom of it be honest okay That's that's a good point what kind of mindset should you have when going to couples therapy cindy Open-mindedness is important and and expect to be uncomfortable um, because a lot of things are going to be talked about and a lot of things your partner has probably never even communicated to you about too. So it's very uncomfortable. So expect to be uncomfortable. Um, Expect to be triggered, I think, a lot too. Mm -hmm. Um, Most importantly though, when working with a therapist in the couple setting, I think it's important to set ground rules. Like if you're uncomfortable, what can you do? What are some grounding exercises that you can do? Or what, can we take a break? Or things like that. So I think it's important to manage expectations upfront so that we know what to expect, you know? I mean, uncomfortable, discomfort is difficult for people, especially with a stranger. Sure. Um, I have couples, you know, walk out on the session a lot too. Um, but they always come back. And That's it's, good. Yeah, they always come back. <laughs> it's difficult, uh, but I, I respect that because it's difficult for them to stay in that discomfort. Yeah, but the growth that you can get from the discomfort probably oh is priceless. Priceless, yeah. yeah. It's worth it, I would say. Definitely worth it. Yeah. Okay, uh, what other tips do you have to help couples get the most out of their therapy session? What advice do you have for couples thinking, mm, I don't know, I need I need some help? Yeah, I think going in with the expectation of what your goals are is important. So every couple's have different goals. Um, I think, I, I don't know if this is like a general narrative, but I think people think like going to couples therapy with the goal that has the, with the goal that you will stay together. That's mm-hmm. not necessarily the goal. So the goal for couples therapy usually is to untangle all the mess, address all of the concerns, and also to see what's best for you guys, uh, each individually. Sometimes separation is probably best for the both of you and for the family too. And so I think that managing that expectation is important. Um, and also um, going back to the vulnerability, right? Like it's, it's important to get there so that we can get all of the stuff on the table and just get over with that. Yeah. I really like what you said about, we're not trying to agree with everything, you know, as you go in, you may be thinking, well, 
I'm not going to agree with my partner about this, you know, and that's right. not necessarily the goal. Yes, exactly. And also, um, one thing too, a lot of couples come in thinking that we will side with them. Mm. Um, we, they always be like, oh, you know, that person is wrong. And, you know, it's the, it's that person's problem. It usually is not like couples are always two way, two way street. So, um, usually both people have something to work on. Okay. Okay. What are some of the common concerns that couples have about therapy? What do you see? Um, concerns, I think it's just the discomfort. They're not, um, you, you mean concerns as in what they come to therapy for? Yeah. Oh, um, I think a lot of them start with communication problem. Um, I feel like hundred percent of the couples that I see come in and say that they need to communicate better. Um, and again, they're not necessarily communication. I think a lot of people, we bring baggages from our past relationship or just from our life Mm -hmm. uh, struggles or stressors um, and experiences. We bring those into a relationship and make assumptions um, with the other partner or uh, lack of skills um, that is healthy uh, or have toxic patterns that we carry throughout our lives and our relationship. So those are some of the common themes that I see in couples therapy. Okay. Okay. Um, What are some basic tips and skills that most couples can benefit from? From. Yeah, um, definitely assertive communication is good. Love language is always good. Um, we always start with love, love languages because I think we don't address that enough. We, sometimes we don't even know what our love languages is. We give, um, I don't know if this is common knowledge, but when we give love language, it's, a dif- it's different than how we want to receive it. So just because my love language for you is gifts doesn't mean that I necessarily would feel validated or love with gifts from other people. Maybe mm. I need words of affirmation or helping hands and things like that. So I think it's important to know what those are so that the other person can feel seen and heard and validated in a relationship. Because when you don't, kind of like when you're hungry for burger mm-hmm. and I keep feeding you milk. <laughs> it's just not going to do the trick, no, is it? It's not going to be fulfilling. Like, yeah, it's love, right? Yeah. I'm still feeding you, but you know, you're not going to feel fulfilled. So... I like to use that as an illustration to see, you know, love language, love language. Yeah. Very important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's really cool. It's important to have the right therapist, of course. How can yes. we know if we have a good therapist? What are some negative things maybe to watch out for if we're like, oh, I don't know if this is the right fit? Yeah, the right fit is important. I think relationship, um, the personal connection is important. Um, you have to also make sure that both couples feel heard as well in, in session and that's not always the case. I think a lot of people, a lot of couples feel like the other, the, the therapist side with the other partner more or mm-hmm. less or things like that. That was actually my next question. Yeah. 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 So when you, when one person in the couple feels invalidated or feel not heard, I think that's important to address. And I would say address that with the therapist first. Because okay. most of the time they don't know, right? Like mm-hmm. they don't know what they're doing sometimes cannot be beneficial for the couple. So I would say, you know, speak very frankly with them. I would want to know like, hey, you know, I don't feel heard or seen in this session. Can we change some things up? Most, you know, good therapists will be very uh, open to that. Um, another thing to watch out for is the ther- if the therapist does not mediate the session. So things do get heated up a lot in couples therapy. And if they don't mediate that healthily, that can be very detrimental to the couples because they're fighting and they're already fighting at home. So if they're not being mediated in the session, Mm. then why are we here, right? Why are we paying you money to do that? Um, And let's see, what else? Those are really good points. Yeah, and advice. If the therapists give a lot of 
directive advice, I would say that's a red flag as well. They should guide you um, to what what your goals are, but they shouldn't give you concrete advice. And they guide you to make your own decisions yes. and figure it out your own way. Yes, exactly. And what's best for you and for your family. Not so much of you should leave now. You should leave the relationship. Uh, yeah, not like that. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Man, I could talk to you about this for hours. I this know. is just, you know what, valuable information. But you know what? You can talk to her for hours. <laughs> Cindy, where can we follow you if we want more information? Yeah, so my Instagram, I post a lot of mental health um, strategies and tips and tricks um, on my Instagram. Uh, it's Cindy M C S C I N D Y M C H I A. And if you would like to schedule with our therapist, we have a lot of great therapists as well, especially in couples therapists um, and other concerns, family therapists as well. Um, it's AspirePsychUtah.com. Very cool. And if you haven't seen the segment we did with Cindy, it's on our website, KUTV.com under Fresh Living. Um, you talked about untangling trauma yes. and it's very, very good. So make sure and check that out too. Thank okay, you. we're going to do the Fresh Five quickly with you. Are you ready? Awesome. Yes, let's do it. You have your cute parents here and I, I love know. this. this is just, hi, parents. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. I wish they went to couples therapy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe this maybe this is the incentive. Okay, here we go. Okay, pineapple on your pizza or no? Obviously, yes. I'm a pineapple person. Okay. Just feed me pineapple all day. I okay. That'd be good. There you go. Are you a night owl or a morning person? Night owl. You Not like so, to be up yeah. at night. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Would you like to attend a party or host a party? Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like I love hosting because... I love giving like special stuff, but I think to be less stressed, I think attending is nice. Okay, so maybe a little both? Yeah, a little bit of both. Can we do both? That's cool, of course, of course, yes. Okay, it's brunch, Cindy, what are you ordering? Uh, mimosa <laughs> <laughs> and chicken, chicken and waffle. Ooh, oh, priorities. I love those things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay, and last one. Do you like to call or do you like to text? I like to text. I don't know. I'm that generation who That's just, okay. you know. It like, makes it easy. Yes. And I, I'm not available all the time for like, you know, five minutes of a time. So I will just text me. Okay. I'll get back to you. You know, I get it. I get it. Some <laughs> of us are like that too. Okay. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting with you. Thank yeah, you for the valuable welcome. information, Cindy. No problem. Thank Great you. to see you. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next yeah. week. Thank you, Carrie. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.